Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Alicia, hey Deidre. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Promise keeper. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. Glorify you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. My God, we bless you, praise you, magnify you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you. We bless you. We worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you, King of Kings. We thank you, Great I Am. We thank you, Prince of Peace. We thank you, God, for how intentional you are, how much you love us. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for peace. We thank you for this morning, this moment, this hour, this time with you, this devotional, everybody logging on this morning, Lord God. We just simply say thank you. We thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. You are such a good, good father. You are so faithful. You are so merciful. You are so kind. Your love endures forever. Lord God, your love endures forever. Your love endures forever. Your mercies are brand new every morning. My God, and your grace is sufficient for me. My God, your grace is sufficient. My God, how you love us. How you love us. How you love us. How you kept us. My God, how you preserved us. How you protected us. And even when the enemy came in, my God, the spirit of the Lord came in like a flood and lifted up a standard. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. My God, great is your faithfulness. You are so faithful to us. You are so faithful to us. You have not forgotten about us. My God, we thank you. We bless you. My God, we thank you for your protection from keeping us from danger seen and unseen. My God, we thank you for your hand, for your hand is all around us. My God, we thank you for how well you love us. My God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Prince of Peace. We thank you, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord of Lords. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, Lord God, my God. We thank you, Lord God. We are the tongue of the learned. We thank you, Father God, that we have a discerning ear, my God. We thank you, Father God. We are settled in our righteousness. We are chosen, we are adopted, we are loved, we are royal, we are not forgotten, we are not orphaned, we are not abandoned. My God, I thank you. I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you, Lord God. We thank you that the angels are encamped around us, Lord God, that the angels are listening, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that you already have designed and designated a perfect plan for us. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you that you are tender 
toward us. My God, we thank you for your tenderness. We thank you for your tenderness, Lord God. We thank you. You have not forgotten us, Father God, and that every promise of God is yes and amen, Lord God, and our loved ones and our children, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for you are keeping us in perfect peace, Lord God, because our mind is stayed on. And we thank you, Lord God, that today we are anchored in your truth, that we are anxious for absolutely nothing, everything in prayer and supplication, making our requests known because you are the God that answers. Our names are already written in the Lamb's book of life, Lord God. So we thank you, Father, that you deemed us worthy through Jesus. Now we admonish you, Holy Spirit, go before us. Be in us, my God, angels be camped around us. Father, be with us on this devotional. My God, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us, Lord God. My God, we cast all our cares on you this morning because you care for us, Lord God. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light, my God. Father, you did not want us to continue to struggle with the same things that we've been struggling with. That is not how you created us, Father God. We know that persecution is going to come. We know, Father God, that it's working out something in us, Lord God. We know trials and tribulations developed us, Lord God, but that you did not create us to continue to walk and operate in those same cycles. So we drive out every negative mindset, mm, every carnal thought, my God, everything that's held us captive, that's kept us cyclic, Lord, Lord God, that's kept us in those same places, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are burning and breaking up the chaff. Anything that's in us, Lord God, that does not line up with you, Lord God, anything in our heart, Lord God. Holy Spirit, teach us how to be persevere. Teach us how to be anchored in truth. My God. For you said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. My God, mount us with garrison. Let truth be girded around our heart. Let it be in our loins, Lord God. Let our feet walk in the gospel of peace, Lord God. Let our helmet be that of salvation, Lord God. Let our garment be a garment of praise. For we thank you, Lord God, that you are giving us joy for mourning. My God, and an oil of gladness, Lord God, my God, for all the despair, for all the places we've been in, quicken us this morning, Holy Spirit. Give us revelation knowledge, Lord God. Let us walk in the truth of who you called us to be. My God, let us discern your permissive will from your perfect will. We want to be in your perfect will, Daddy God. Daddy, we need your help. 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 We are not going to be able to do this next leg of the journey without you. Daddy, we need your help. We're, we're before you this morning because we need your help. My God, we do not have it all together. We need your help. We need your wisdom. We need your knowledge. We need your intervention. Some of us are in the position and place. God, we need you to intervene in every circumstance, every intervene in our health, intervene in our finances. My God, intervene in our marriages, intervene with our children children intervene with this city intervene in this nation intervene in this world lord god we need more of you and less of us we've done enough of us long enough we've done enough of us long enough we need more of you and less of us we need to be anchored in your truth lord god let us let our loins be girded with truth father we thank you and place on our breastplate of righteousness lord god that we will never take it all off again and we thank you, Father God, for the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Lord God, dividing anything in us that does not line up with your word. Let us be mindful of you in all things today, mindful in every conversation, mindful in every text, mindful in everything we post, mindful in everything we share. Lord God, let us be mindful of you on this devotional. We yield ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Let us not be selfish. Let us not be content. My God, let us not be discombobulated. Let us not be murmurs and complainers. Let us not get weary and well-doing. My God, for in a due season, Lord God, we will reap. My God, we will reap. My God, let us plant seeds of goodness and hope and love and faith and joy, Lord God, and let us operate in your strength and not our own. Mm, 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 mm. 
My God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, that we find ourselves valued in love. Increase our capacity to discern you, Lord God. Let your spiritual gifts manifest in us, Lord God. Let miracle signs and wonders be displayed in our lives and on this devotional this morning. My God, we need your help, Daddy. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. My God, we need your help. My God, we need your help with the mind of Christ. We we need your help with our broken hearts. We need our, your help with our destitute places. Holy Spirit, wet us up this morning. My God, let us be anchored in truth. Take the veil off our eyes. Give us ears to hear. My God, let us be enlightened into the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. My God, anything that's been distracting us, anything that's been hindering us, anything that's been holding us hostage, anything in our past that's had us entangled, any yoke of darkness, we drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. Healing is a part of our benefit package and we receive it today, spirit, soul and body. My God, and we drive out in the name of Jesus, the force of cancer. My God, and we drive out in the name of Jesus, the force of darkness and by, my God, in the name of Jesus, we drive out the spirit of despair. My God, and we drive out the spirit of complacency, Lord God. We are not going to act like we just got enough of you. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, 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 more of you and less of us. My sheds are kayaro. My God, let us not be entangled. Let us not be entangled. My God, all our past pain that's been limiting us, all our past situations that's been keeping us from walking in the fullness of who you called us to be. My God, Waymaker, <laughs> spiritual worker, promise keeper. My God, as my grandma used to say, mind regulator. <laughs> Go before us this day. Go before us this day. Go before us this day, right? Go before us, Lord God. My God, my God, my God, my God. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Let me read something to you this morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify you, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We, my God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Not going to be having no disruptions this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to read to you Hebrews 4 and 12. And I want us to rest in that this morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Good morning, y'all. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your word today. <laughs> so this is out the Message Bible, and it says, God means what he says. What he says, go. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. We can't get away from it. No matter. It's okay. We can't get away from it. No matter what. We cannot get away from God's word. No matter what. And so in the King James version. We've heard that say. For the, God, for the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and the marrow. And is the discerner of the thoughts and the intention of the heart. So the word of God is what discerns our thoughts and intentions in our heart. Right. And so I want you to kind of hold on to that as your truth. And then I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement. And I want you to hold on to these scriptures today. Um, as you go throughout your day, if you're not feeling um, the best about yourself, I want you to know that you're valued and loved. 
Can you speak that over yourself? My bangs ain't acting right this morning. Can you speak that over yourself? You are valued and loved. Like, can you say that over yourself this morning? Because sometimes we have to reposition our mindsets and understand how God feels about us, even when we don't feel that way, right? Even when we don't feel that way, even when it doesn't look that way, even when it looks like, um, Everything around us is falling apart. We have to take the position that we are valued and loved, that God values me and he loves me. I am valued by God. And even though I don't feel valued right now, I am valued. And even though my children may not value me, I am valued. And even though my husband may not value me, I am valued. And even though my work does not value me, I am valued. 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 And I am loved. And you got to like, you got to seal yourself. You got to come back. A lot of times we wait until something happens and then we try to cut, we try to confess the word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And God has already shown us right here. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than two in it to any two edged sword, right? Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So the word of God already, already separates us from that, which is not true. So we don't wait until a crisis to get the word of God in us. We build ourselves up in spiritual truth so that the enemy has come on Holy Spirit. The enemy has absolutely no time, no time. The, the, enemy, the enemy gets no choice. Gets, the enemy gets no opportunity to talk trash to us, to say anything about us other than the fact that we are valued love. love. So when the enemy comes in, cause he's gonna come in, he's gonna knock on your door. He's gonna send a text. He's gonna try to call you right? He might be in your house. He might be in your bed. He might be through your kids. He might be through your mama. He might be through your daddy. He might be through your friend. He's going to come in. That's just how he works. And if he already knows my, right, he already knows the insecurity. He already knows, um, the problems that we got. He already knows what we're feeling like. He already knows, right? He already knows it. And so we have to assert ourselves in the word and say, you know what? I am valued and I am loved and I am valued and loved by God. Even when people don't value and love me, Right. I am back. I am so important to God. So I want to back this up for script in scripture for you this morning. So you can hold on to these to be your spiritual truth and that you sit in nothing else. I am valued and loved. I am valued and loved. Isaiah 43 and four. Speak to us, Lord, since you are precious. I love when God talks to us since you are precious and honored in my sight. And because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. You are precious. I am precious and honored in God's sight. That's how you have to begin to speak to yourself every day. You gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta do this every day. You gotta build yourself up. Don't wait to a bad situation. Even on your days where you're feeling good, you still gotta be saying to yourself, you know what? I am value and love. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4 says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God. Amen. Don't let his love, love and faithfulness never leave you. Isaiah 61, it says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The glory of the Lord rises up upon you, right? Matthew 6 and 26 reminds us, I ain't got to be worried about my food, about my clothes, because he says to me, look at the birds in the air. Do they not sow or reap? or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? You are valued and you are loved. You are valued, you are loved. Matthew 12 and 12 says to us, how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? My God, you are so valued. Like you are so valued. And you gotta have a you gotta have revelation in that. God chose me. He redeemed me. He gave Jesus for me, right? We got our worth in God and no, nothing else. Like my worth is in God, nothing else. Psalms 139, 13 and 16. For you form my inward parts. My God. When I read this, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully are your works. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So when the enemy has tries to make you pick yourself apart, you in the mirror and you talking about your weight. Right. And you start looking at all the things wrong with you and you start talking about your teeth and you start picking about your eyes and you just start dogging yourself out. Right. Or, you know, no, 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 no. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made because this is what he told me. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. My frame. Right. 
That's what I would be saying. My frame was not hidden from you. Whatever size I am, for whatever size I am, my frame is not hidden you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the deep depths of your heart, your eyes saw my unformed substance and your books were written. Every one of them, the days that are formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Because can I show you something that the, that the um, enemy will do? He will have you so consumed in weight loss. That he will devalue you to make you think that you're not important to God because you're a certain size, right? I remember when I was 265. I remember when I was 265. I remember what I felt like. I remember what, when he had me so consumed with how I looked that I thought my value was associated with whether I, I, or not I gained or lost weight. That, that's what I thought my value was associated with. And so I had to change my mindset and my position to focus on my heart health more than anything else, because my value wasn't what my value wasn't at 175. My value wasn't at 265. My value was in him. My value, my value was in him. My frame was not hidden from him. Right. My eyes, he saw my eyes. You saw unformed substance. Your, your book were written. Every one of them, the days that formed me, every one of my days were already written. Every one of my days were already written. You saw the value of me no matter what, because the enemy will have you on this process, driving yourself to constantly try to improve yourself constantly. You'll be constantly trying. He'll, he'll find something else. He'll find a toe. I'm just being real. I'm not even trying to be funny. He'll find a toe. He'll find a, a piece of fat. He'll find something else. He'll find something else to have you focus. He will pick you apart, especially if he knows that you're not girded in the truth, <laughs> that, and that, that he's not girded in the truth. My God, that you're not girded in the truth, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So you're fearfully and wonderfully made ain't got nothing to do with your weight. I'm just telling you, you got to free, you got to free yourself from that. At 265, I, I know, I know what it was like. I know, I know. I'm not telling you because people see me now and think my now is all my story. My now ain't all my story. At 265, when I was at 265, when I had hit 265, <laughs> he was trying to confuse me and consume me with my physical exterior, thinking that was it. When there was so much more to me, how I looked and how I weighed. So much more, so much more to me than that, right? You gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta know that Romans five and eight, but God showed his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. My God, right? And for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. So I had to set myself and my mind and my heart on the things of Christ because the enemy, can I tell you something? And when I was in that position and so consumed, I could not lose no weight. <laughs> I couldn't lose any weight. I could not lose significant weight. It would not happen. The minute I set my eyes on Jesus, I don't know who this is for this morning, but the minute I set my eyes on Jesus, the minute I began to understand my value, right? My, my value in him. That's when the, and then it wasn't something strenuous or crazy. It was just walking, water, eating right, right? And then all of a sudden the weight began to fall off and I didn't even realize the, the weight was coming off. Like I didn't even really, because I set my heart on my health and being the best version of myself, but my value was not caught up in my weight loss. <laughs> my value wasn't caught up in my weight loss. Cause can I tell you something? If my value is not established in him, then when I lose weight, guess what's going to happen? I'm still going to find something else wrong with me. I'm not going to have enough education. I'm not going to have, I'm still I'm still, there's still going to be something else wrong with me. When God has already said, I got a plan for you. And my plan for you isn't contingent on your weight, weight, weight loss. And I don't need to be consumed and caught up in that, right? This is the last scripture on your value. Ephesians 2, 4 and 9. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. You are alive in Christ. You are alive. You are alive in Christ. <laughs> You are alive in Christ, right? By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not our own doing. This is a gift from God. So you are valued and you are well loved. 
God loves absolutely every part of you from the tip of your head, from your hair follicles. If you ain't got no hair follicles to the bottom of your feet, like God is that intentional and loves you. Only the enemy wants you to think that you're not valued in love. That, that is the only person. He is so divisive. He is so like he is. That's him. He wants you to. He just wants you always picking at yourself. Uh-huh, you ain't say the right words. You don't look. You ain't do the right selfie. No, no. I'm I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. And God, my frame was not hidden from God. That's power right there. My frame was not hidden from God. And if my frame was not hidden from God, God knows the size I am. Right. God knows what I look like and God loves me in spite of God loves me in spite of God's value for me. God's love for me is not predicated or based on anything in my physical circumstance, right? That's not how God loves me. God is intentional with me and God loves me and God values me no matter what. And you got to receive that by faith, right? That's not something when your when your soul is so um, tainted or darkened or the enemy has been playing games with you for so long, um, then it's hard. So I got to, I got to put this in the word. I got to put this word in me. I got to, I got to separate. I got to let the word separate the soul and the spirit so that my spirit man can start talking to me and telling me, no, you're valued. No, you're loved. No, you're well thought of. No, God is thinking about you. No, God loves you. That's what's got to happen. Like that's, that's, that's what, that's got to, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate for us. And you got to know that nothing, there's not my God. You mean nothing, Lakeisha? There's absolutely, I'm just giving you what the word says. There's absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. That's what Romans tell us. Romans 8 and 31. What shall we say about wonderful things of these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Right? Right? Who dares accuse us? whom God has chosen for his own. No one for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer lives, loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death, right? <laughs> no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. 38 verse. And I'm convinced nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in our creation will ever be able to separate us from the love that is revealed in us in Christ Jesus. Nothing, no thing, no person, no event, no moment, no sin can separate us. He already knew what you was going to do. So he already knew when you was going to do dumb stuff, he was going to make it work together for your good. So there's nothing. So I'm value. That's our encouragement for today. I'm valued in love and my value in love is not determined by people. My value in love is determined because God is that intentional with me. God loves me enough. God loves me. God loves me despite all my imperfect, despite all my whatever. Right. And so when I, when I focus on changes, external changes, I'm focusing on external changes to be the best version of myself. I'm not focusing on external changes because I'm trying to assign my value to something that doesn't even matter to God, right? That doesn't even matter to God. So who, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I love how he, he always encourages us first. Like he always sets his affection on us. And then he lets us go and do the work on ourselves through the word. Right? So nothing can, nothing can separate us, right? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No, God loves me. No, I'm valued. No, I'm loved. He just gave me the word this morning. God just gave me the word this morning and said, I'm you valued and you love. And it's not determined by all those things, right? My love for you is determined on where I am right now with you. And that's I'm with you eternally in all ways. Okay. So if this is your first time on a devotional, welcome. 
right? Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. Um, welcome to the family. Welcome to our community. We are so glad to have you. We are a family of believers. We are Instagram Live. We are Facebook Live, and we show up later on YouTube. This is our family. This is our family. You are welcome here. You are at home. You are at, you are at home. Come in and out like you feel like it. We love you. We are so glad you are here. Thank you for all of you who have shared the devotional. I thank you. I thank you. God thanks you. Continue to share the devotional. We're just trying to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout. I got one announcement to make because I will forget. There are two. There is no ladies Bible study this Tuesday. No ladies Bible study. So mark your day for August the 4th. No ladies Bible study this Tuesday. Three announcements. I'm sorry. No if Friday. But Friday, we do have the virtual training for those of you who want to know how to operate successfully in um, virtual in virtual learning in AMI in the fall. We've got two teachers, meet a parent, and we're going to help process through this virtual life we are about to live in education, right? So that's Friday, and we'll drop that. No, it, no Bible study, no if. Um, Friday, feed the streets, feed the streets. If you've never been a part of Feed the Streets, we need about 10 volunteers. There's information all over. Please sign up. Please come get involved. We, we prepare meal kits for 500 and we would love to have you participate. If you can't come out and participate, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Drop a seed. Say, this is for Feed the Streets. 500 meal kits. We give them out. We usually try to do them always at the first of the month. So we had to shift our date back. So it seems like it came up quicker, but we're back again this Saturday, feeding the streets. Um, not July 11th, just feed the streets. We're back this Saturday. Um, we'll feed the streets again. So if you want to be a part, please, 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 please get signed up for feed the streets. That's it. That's all my public service announcements. I love y'all. So we have been, um, thank you for that, Miss Phyllis. Thank you for telling me that, that that was for you. So we have been in this series. We are learning to hear God, right? And if you've not have been a part of the devotional, I would admonish you to go to YouTube and go back to October. God started doing something very unique in us. He started really working in us um, and teaching us how to have a relationship with him. Right. We, we, we this is part of this having a personal relationship, like having a relationship with God that looks like none other stuff that don't make sense. That's, that's part of what the, the goal of this devotional is, right? Taking a personal God, like, and building a personal relationship with him. So last October, God just started doing some real significant things for us. And then the last few weeks, we were learning how to renew our mind in the word, right? So now God has us on learning to hear from him, right? We have to understand that God wants us to know everything. And I know sometimes that's hard for us to believe because no one ever taught us that, right? I've been watching a couple of people post and when they've posted, they've said things like, I know you're not supposed to question God. And I don't know where that came from. I don't, I don't know who told you, you couldn't ask God questions. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have not no evidence of where you can't ask God questions. Like I've seen David and others like, where are you, God? Uh, da, 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 da. So I don't know who told you you couldn't ask God questions. Like, I don't know where that came from. That that I'm going to liberate you and free you today. And you can ask God questions. Like, right? You can ask God. You can ask God questions. You can ask him questions. You can talk to God. God wants to be in a familiar relationship with you. God speaks to me and my, and my nature and my character. And so learning to hear God, you need to know also God will speak to you a lot uh, through, through the makeup, right? Through the makeup of who you are to how you identify. If you're in medicine, God might speak to you in medical terms, right? He may bring revelation to you in, uh, yeah, David talks real big trash. He may speak to you in medical terms. Like he may, he may do that. If you're a nature person, God might show you things and reveal himself to you in nature. God definitely speaks to other people. So stop thinking people can't come tell you stuff that God needs you to hear. People can come tell you stuff that God needs you to hear. And sometimes we're like, well, only people will tell us stuff that, um, we have, um, that, that it's just going, when people talk to me, it's only confirmation. No, somebody might bring you some fresh revelation. When the donkey was talking to the man, he turned around and spoke out his mouth. God used him to speak. The reason that God used him to speak <laughs> because, because he wasn't listening. 
So he used the unlikely, thank you, Tamika. He used the unlikely thing to speak to him. So know that God will speak to you through people, right? God always speaks. You got to know that God always speaks. And so um, God longs to speak to us. The thing is, are we hearing God, right? And how we learn to hear God, we learned last Friday was it, we have to deal with our heart, right? We have to deal with our heart. So we, we need to know that God wants us to know everything. Um, and then we're going to talk later about the permissive will of God and the perfect will of God. See, there's a permissive will of God and there's a perfect will of God. And so we're going to learn later about the perfect between the difference between the perfect and the permissive will of God, right? Because you might be in the permissive will, but not his perfect will that you might be in the permissive will, but, but not the, the perfect will. So let me read this to you. This is Luke eight seventeen and 18. It says for all that is in secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So pay attention how you hear Jesus pay attention to how you hear to those who listen to my teaching teachings, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Can I read that to y'all in the message in the amplifier? Thank you. My God, my, 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 my. Oh my gosh. So let's go over. That was Luke eight. Y'all make sure y'all listening. So God wants me, you got to say that God wants me to know everything. So here it is. It says, no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a wash tub or shoves it on the bed. No, you set it up on a lampstand. So those who enter the room can see their way. We're not keeping secrets. We're telling them. We're not, God said he's not keeping secrets. We're telling them. We're not hiding things. We're bringing everything out in the open. So be careful that you don't become misers. My God. Can we look up the word and see what misers mean? I love you, Lord. Thank you. So that you don't become misers of what you hear, right? A miser is a stingy hoarder, right? So that you're not hoarding what you hear, right? You're accumulating, you're hiding what you hear. So don't become misers of what you hear. Generosity begets generosity, stinginess improves poverishness. And then he just talks about revealing himself, right? So let me go to Luke. Uh, no, wrong, wrong. Let me go back over to Luke 8. Go back. Here we go again. So he's, I love God. Come on, God. He said, for there is nothing hidden that will not become evident nor anything secret that will not be known and come out into the open. So be careful how you listen for whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given, right? Where we are again, back in this place is my heart teachable. <laughs> um, is my heart like for real is my heart teachable, right? We're back at dealing with the heart. Am I coachable? Is my heart teachable? Do I come to God broken and contrite Psalms 51 or do I come to God as if I know everything? <laughs> come on, Holy spirit. So if nothing is hidden and everything will become evident and nor anything that, that will be not, not known is going to come out in the open then I'm responsible to be careful how I listen for whoever has a teachable heart to him. That's what I said, Demetria to him, more understanding will be given. And whoever does not have a longing for the truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. So I got to begin to ask myself if God wants me to know things, then how do I discover what he knows? And how I'm going to discover what he knows is through the word of God. God hides things in the word of God for us. Um, and the purpose of him hiding things in the word of God for us is for us to be enlightened, right? So that we can learn to hear him. So we can learn to be sensitive to his voice and hearing God, hearing God comes on levels. It's levels to this, right? 
It's levels to this. So the more time, go back to what he gave us first. Hebrews, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. So if the word of God is the discerner of the thoughts and intention of the heart, can I present something to you? Perhaps when I get steadfast in my word and my heart begins to discern that I haven't been living in truth, then my flesh begins to act out to push me away from truth. So when I get the truth, it seems as if it doesn't take all that or isn't real, real, my God, come on. So when I get the truth, it seems like, oh, it doesn't take all that or isn't real, real because, because the word is discerning the thoughts and the intention of my heart, right? The word is enlightening me. So my flesh is going to become resistant to that. And then one of the things I wrote a, a, a Facebook post this morning on my personal Facebook post. This is what I simply said, right? If we are pleasing man, then it's going to be very difficult for us to please people. Right? And so if I have some patterns and some thoughts and some ways in which I have been consistent and pleasing man, instead of pleasing people, and man comes in, right? Man comes in and my, my heart is towards man more than my heart is towards God, then it's going to be even more difficult for me to hear God. And the reason that it's going to be even more difficult for me to hear God is because here's another, my life is towards man and not towards God. And we're going to wrap and so I needed to just introduce that. We're going to wrap all that up, right? Galatians one and 10 says for, do I now per se sway man or God, or do I seek to please man? For if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. And so God, when God reveals to us in the word, the condition of our heart, the purpose is to enlighten us, right? You'll hear it if you are belong to God. Like if you belong to God, that's God. That's why you got to get the word of God in you so that the Holy Spirit can begin to do the greater work in you. That's why you almost sometimes got to force feed yourself. <laughs> Let me eat this word anyway. I don't care. Remember, small bites still equal a meal. Uh, I'm, I'm steadfast in that. I don't care if it's the same five scriptures that you have to grow in the same five truths, right? When those truths lay planted, properly planted in your heart. Remember, we talked about the soil of our heart last week. When they are properly planted in my heart, then the Holy Spirit can take off and begin to produce in us and we will become more sensitive, right? So development of the spiritual ear, ear is key. And how do I develop the spiritual ear? I've got to learn, I'm spirit, soul, and body. And then I've got to learn to discern between my voice, the voice of God, the voice of the enemy, and all those outside voices, which usually typically have to do with people. So the purpose of the word is going to enlighten me. Well, what I'm enlightened to may be look, look different than my culture. What I'm enlightened to may look different than what I've taught. May what I'm enlightened to may even look different than what I learned in church. But what God is trying to do through the word of God is break up the hardened and the fallow places of my heart. The places of my heart that's been given over to idols, the places of my heart that's been given over to my flesh. That's what the word, the assignment of the word of God is, is to, to break that up. Right. Once I get into position to understand, uh, I'm trying not to go there too much, but it just ties in the permiss who I am in Christ and know the difference between my spirit and my soul. Right. Because the word of God is going to drive a forge drive in between the spirit and the soul, then I'm going to begin to experience and hear God. I promise you, I promise you when you thought you were hearing God, your flesh will sound so much like God, your thoughts, other people will sound so much like God. There is a fine tuning to hearing God. And it, and it comes when you begin to understand the permissive will of God, when God will give you permission for something, but it's not the perfect will of God. And the way that you get to the perfect will of God is there becomes a place where you grow in the word of God. Let me give you, um, let me give you this scripture. 
Um, John 8 and 47 says, he who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. What do you mean I'm not a God? I go to church. Um, I study the word. What do you mean I'm not a God? What do you mean I'm not a God? What is in your heart that's not like God? <laughs> and that's what you got to begin to ask yourself. It's not a bad thing when God reveals to you, um, this isn't like me, right? Or you've been people pleasing or you've been set into a position. It's not, it's, it's good. You want God to tell you about your stuff. You want God to reveal to you the places that don't look like him so that you can get and enter into the perfect will of God and not the permissive will of God. Let me give you one more thing and then we out and then we're going to chew on this this week. So I need you back in the morning, right? <laughs> I need you. I need you back in the morning. We're going to chew on this. We're going to get the value of his wisdom, right? Yes, Constance, my ways and thoughts are not his thoughts, right? The plans of man looks different than the plans of God. So. In this, we gain the wisdom of what we need. Yeah, ask him, Lord, search me. Show me things in me that do not line you. When I started giving him permission to search me, I began to find things. I need. I begin to find out the difference between the permissive will and the perfect will. And there is a difference. The value of wisdom. It says, my son, it's Proverbs 2, 1 through 6. My son, if you receive my words, I'm leaving you right in this. And treasure my commands within you so that you can incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So we got to take a resolve today. You know what? One, God wants me to know everything <laughs> Two. I got to let the word of God pierce between my soul and my spirit because my soul has all these soulish things in them, all these things of the world, all these people, all these voices. You know how sometimes you like, I got so many voices inside my head. You probably do. Cause you got the voice of all these people that influence you and impact you. That's good. Holy spirit. Thank you that you got, you got all the people that voice impact you. You got your own thoughts that might rage and be under control, especially if you don't know how to renew your mind in the word. And we did a series on renewing your mind in the word. Right. Um, you got and then you got the truth. You got what the Holy Spirit and what the word is trying to speak to you. Right. But the only way I'm going to figure out God's perfect will for my life is that I continue to let the word pierce and divide, pierce and divide, pierce and divide, pierce and divide, pierce and divide. Right. Right. That the word begins to pierce and divide, right? That's a, it, it's, it's the fertility. You're looking for the fertility in your heart. And I was having a whole thing about like how birth occurs when the sperm hits the egg cell, right? When it, when it, when it, the, per, per, the, when it hits, when the sperm hits that, when the fertility of the word hits our heart, then it's going to be fruitful and produce. No different than the sperm. When the sperm hits the egg, we baby, we pregnant. We about to have a baby. When the fertility, when the word hits the fertility of our heart, right? When the word, when the word is our heart is fertile to receive the word. As soon as the word hits, it's going to become active. It's going to become live and it's going to produce something in us. So developing a spiritual ear is part of receiving the wisdom and the knowledge of God, right? And we got to seek it. We got to search out for it and we got to cry out for it. Yeah. And then you're going to conceive and then you're going to be a producer and then you'll know the difference between the perfect and the permissive will of God. And there is a difference. He might give you permission to something, but it might not be his perfect will for you. And I walked in that for several years. I told you all that my story. If you've never read my book, The Launch, get a copy of The Launch. You can get a physical copy. You can get it on the website or you can buy it on Kindle. Three times God tried to talk to me about walking in ministry and I didn't. The last time I wanted to be in his perfect will. The other times he gave me permission to keep going. It looked fruitful. It looked like it was producing, but it was not his perfect will for my life. And everybody was like, oh, but you were the, and I was good at it. That's why I always say there's a difference between a perfect and a permissive will. There's a different, there's, there's a difference. And we have to be very careful that. So let me do two things so that we can get out of here. We're going to chew on this this week. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like God is going to quicken our hearts and do some things. If we'll be diligent to allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work on us, even though it may not be comfortable. 
Can you do that? Commit yourself. You know what, Lakeisha, I'm going to commit to this week. I'm going to commit to this teaching, even though it may not be comfortable. Right. And I'm even going to tell some friends, come on in and get some of this with me, even though it not, it may not be comfortable. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this because I need this because I want to be in his perfect will and not his permissive will. So one, how you get in his perfect and permissive, perfect will first is that you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? You need to do that. And it's so simple. You need to admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I am in need of a savior. <laughs> Lord, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. And I'm accepting you, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in my life. And Holy Spirit, I'm going to need help. That's the first thing. Second, if you know you've been in a funky little state, a backslidden state, however you want to call that, right? People, people will say he's married to the backslider. I just said to you, nothing can separate you from the love of God, right? If you've been in a backslidden state and you want your heart to become fertile again, guess how it starts? It starts with a good old repent. <laughs> Father God, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. Search my heart. Show me anything in my heart that does not align up with your will. I am so sorry. Father God, show me sins that I don't know. Show me things that I've done against you. Show me things that I've done against others. That's 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 that second part. And then here's my third part. My third appeal to you. If God places it upon your heart to partner or so into this ministry, go do so. Just honor and obey him. Go do it. Don't question him. Go. If he says, you know what? I want you to become a monthly partner. Or he says, go sow a seed. If whatever he tells you this morning, will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? Your partnership continues to help us to get the gospel throughout the world. Continues to help us to feed the poor. Continues to help us to go into places. That's what your seed is doing. That's what your money is doing. That's what your partnership is doing. So you will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? You can go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can sow a seed be a cash app dollar sign LMJ ministry just whatever God lays on your heart just will you obey him this morning I love you so much we will be back in this thing in the morning at 5 a.m be here right be here be here let the God of work do a great greater work in you I love you so much now do me a favor go be loved today let someone else experience the love of God. Someone needs your love today. Someone needs to know they're valued in love. You might need to share this devotion and say, you know what? You need to know you're valued in love, that God loves you and value you. Somebody, somebody needs to know that today. And if you will do that for me today, go be loved today. God will shine brightly through you. My God. And we will create um, a conduit of his love on this earth. I love y'all so much. Back in the morning, 5 a.m. 5, 5, 5. Love. Peace and bless. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.